slow down, wanna get high I don't know how to calm down, help me now I'm running on empty And I don't wanna be a memory Live life fast, I don't know how to slow down Wanna get high, I don't know how to calm down Help me now, I'm running on empty And I don't wanna be a memory And I don't wanna be a memory That's uh, some new Kane Brown with Black Bear I almost think if they would have put this out earlier, it could have been a contender for Song of the Summer. Sounds good. Didn't have like a summer vibe to it? Yeah, totally does. I love Black Bear. I think it just sounds great on everything it does. And Kane Brown is like a pretty solid crossover artist. If you're going to take somebody from country music, I'll take Kane Brown over Florida Georgia Line a hundred times in a row. Yeah, I like this. It's so funny. He talks about like, don't know how to come down. I've never been like high in a way where I had to worry about the come down. It sounds like sometimes. a drag, though. It sounds like a drag if you're like. What, are you talking about on drugs? Yeah, like I've I've only ever really done mushrooms or uh, you know smoke pot, uh, and I've ne- I've never like had an issue coming down. I've been a little too high for a bit. Oh fuck! And then like that sucks. You're just sitting there and you're just like, come on, let's get through this. You're just coaching yourself. But that's like that's not the same as where you hear stories of people who are into cocaine and have like a big night with cocaine and it just. It, they're so messed up afterwards. Like, you don't want to stop doing it, it because you're afraid of yeah. the come down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like so. And then you the do worse. You do other drugs to help with that. And then it's like this vicious cycle of doing drugs. Like, you got to take a Valium or something so you can sleep. Yeah. Um, and then what's the end of that? What does that look like? Yeah. You, okay. You've done the Coke. Yeah. Now you're all like super coked out. You can't sleep or whatever. Then you take the volume. You get to sleep. When you wake up, are you like, oh, okay, now I'm good. No, you feel like a bag of dicks. Still after. Yeah. Even after that. Eh? Oh, God. Uh. Yeah. I can't, I can't over drink. Like, you know, I make a mistake once in a while, but I really try not to because I hate the feeling of a hangover. Oh. So I can only imagine how bad a hangover is if if uh, cocaine is involved. I'm so mad at myself if I'm hungover. Yeah, so me too. Mad. And it's me usually too. just stupid things like I forgot to drink some water. You forgot to eat. That's what happens to me. Or you're yeah. at a party and there's no food or something like that. And you just keep slamming drinks yeah. back to fill the void. Yeah, yeah, or you just drink too, uh, like, microdosing. Like, you never really get wasted or anything. You're just, like, riding a buzz, but it happens to be for a long period of time, (laughs) and you're not hydrating, then it's like you're finished the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate that. I also find, like, I really have to be careful on Sundays if I'm working on a Monday, because uh, if I get, I start to get anxiety about having to get up early on a Monday morning and go to work. Like, one time we we may have gotten into some mushrooms on a Sunday and I don't know why but it was a beautiful day and like some people over and we were you're living in the moment living in the moment yeah I had that moment where I was too high and I was crying and I was like I have to go to work tomorrow I have to pull myself together but that is the great thing about mushrooms is like, there's no hangover. I was fine. Well, I was fine by eight o'clock at night. Like, yeah. <laughs> worst case scenario is you're a little tired, you know, because yeah. you were laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. The worst case scenario is my abs are sore because I yeah. laugh so hard. 
I got a nice little workout. Yeah. That's probably nothing compared to what you deal with with cocaine. And then you have all of those, um, I guess, that, that stuff that comes with doing a drug of that level where it's so addictive that I guess you think the only way to get out of it is to do more. I had a friend who was addicted to cocaine for a while and she would go on like three day benders. That sounds like a nightmare, honestly. And Mm. now, and nowadays with the Coke that's out there, you never know if you're going to get like fentanyl in it. You know, what's funny. We do talk a lot about cocaine considering we're not like a group of people who are constantly doing cocaine. Right. I mean, I've never done it, but I would say it is way more prevalent than people think. Like, yeah, I remember after we finished university, it. I remember hearing about people after the fact, like, oh, yeah, they were all doing coke. And I was like, really? <laughs> I didn't see cocaine for my for the first time until I was probably, uh, Deb and I were together. So it's like we were at a Halloween party in somebody's big house near like in downtown Toronto. They had an apartment in this big old kind of mm. brownstone type house. Beautiful. And people were out in the staircase going downstairs doing coke. It was the first time I ever saw that and it was in the 2000s, like maybe 2001, 2002. I'd never seen cocaine before. It blew my mind. Yeah. It's like, oh, look at that. It's like the movies. They're cutting it up. They got lines and everything. It's just like they do it in the movies. <laughs> uh, yup. Oh, man, I think I, the first time I saw cocaine, I was probably right around the same time that you saw it, except I was in high school. Yeah, high school people were doing it? Yeah, at least the high school that I was at, yeah. Lots yeah. of people doing cocaine at your high school? There was a good number of people doing it, Like, yeah. at school? Not at school, but, like, at parties, at parties on the weekend and stuff, yeah. Where were they getting it from? Uh, it's that one guy. that know somebody, you know? <laughs> oh. That one guy. There's one guy. Mm. I mean, that's where they say, like, your friends are really, it's so important to have good friends. Because if you have that friend who's really into cocaine or finds or discovers cocaine early, interested in dabbling, yeah, yeah, and then they're the ones who're like, "Oh, you got to try it," and then they become like the influencer. Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you remember the person who was the first person to ever trying co- to convince you, Bundes, to do something like <laughs> of that? Of course, yeah, yeah, he's still that guy today. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Just yeah. is the dabbler. He's the one that's always like he's. He's one of those guys that's fucked up all the time. Like, there's nothing that he does in his life that he's when he's sober. Like, he's always on some sort of drug. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I was offered acid was in high school, and it must have been grade seven or eight. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some grade older kids. Seven some older kids. Eight? Like, like one some guy I know, his older brother. We were hanging around like a corner store, like a depener called Provisoire uh, in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you guys want to buy some micro dots? And I was like, what the fuck's a micro dot? Like, I guess it's like a little hit of acid or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were like, no thanks. Say no to drugs, you know? <sighs> and, but... Good for la- you. Yeah, but later we realized one of our friends must have gone back to them mm-hmm. and actually bought some. Really? Because we were at a party um, and it was like a high school before people were really drinking a lot kind of party. And he started acting really bizarre. Like he was fucked up. And, uh, and we got out of there and he kind of left too, but we just sort of like removed ourselves from the uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my buddy and I are like hanging out outside on my street that I lived on. And we could see in the distance, 
coming down this street, this guy who was like skipping along, dancing on his own, singing to himself. And we were like, who's that weirdo? And then it ended up being our friend. Yeah. And we hid. We hid in the bushes. <laughs> and he went right by our house. And he was just like, da-da-da. Like he was in his own little, he was tripping 100%. He you went back l- to those guys and was like, he bought the acid. He did. For sure. There's no, there was nothing else he could have been on that would make him like do that. That's very sad that they would sell it to a couple of kids, really, in grade 7 and well, grade Well, they were eight. kids, too. Oh, they, they were in were, grade eh? 10 or 11, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And they probably got a hold of some batch somewhere, and they were trying to get their money back get on it. Get some money. Or, yeah. And so they were offering it to some people that they thought might be up for a little acid trip. Acid always scared me, man. That was yeah. I never there's some did people who they, they say don't come back from an acid trip. I've I've never done acid, but I do remember dating a super sexy guy mm-hmm. in university, second year, and that my first experience with cocaine was with him because he invited me to his work Christmas party. He was a bit older than me. Yeah, and uh, him and some of the friends from the office. Were when he picked me up, he took me to somebody's house first, and they're all doing blow before the Christmas party. You know, just like you said, just in the movies, you know, with the, like the rolled up dollar bills or twenty like or whatever dollar bill. Yeah. You know, you got to play the part, so they're all doing <laughs> blow. I didn't know that 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 was what he was into. So I uh, I experimented as well, and I I think the high lasted about forty five minutes to an hour. And uh, by this point, we were at the Christmas party. And on the ride to the Christmas party, I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I felt like the coolest fucking shit on my way to that Christmas party. But then he said at some point during this massive Christmas party, he's like, hey, we got we to gotta get it, do another line. I'm like, we do? We just did a line. He's like, yeah, you got to do another one or it's going to go. And I was like, ah, I'm out. I'm cool. Thanks. You know, so I backed out of doing more cocaine because I, I did it once and I'm like, okay, I see what it's all about. I felt that drip that people talk about. Um, I did the gum thing. Yeah, really? <laughs> oh, you went full on? Movie. Guys. I, 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 <laughs> did you take your cigarette and dip it in there too and then smoke it after yes! like that with cocaine yeah, on there? Yeah, 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 we did the whole thing. Oh my God, you guys are so cliche. Yeah, but I tried it and I was like, huh, it's not my thing. Like I prefer for a high to last a little longer than 45 minutes. Thank you very much. And if I would have known how much it would have cost, I would have been like probably shocked because subsequently i've learned how much it costs and i'm like no fucking way am i spending that much money on drugs Um, you know i'll get a buzz on with alcohol and weed and i'll be fine yeah but yeah that was how they roll well that's what uh someone once told me the the only thing that cocaine makes you want to do is more cocaine and then until you run out, man, we've I, look, I feel like we've had this conversation probably like four or five times on our podcast over I've the years. I don't think ever told that story. No, though. not that one. Hello. No, no, no. But just talking about Coke and drugs and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've said it before too. I don't do it because I'm pretty sure I will love it. You would love it. I think I would love it. <laughs> I think I would love it, honestly. Yeah, and I have a friend who went down that rabbit hole and he totally got addicted. And I think you realize when you get addicted because you're like doing it yourself, by yourself, you're yeah. doing it before you go to work. And he really just felt like it made him feel normal. Like he felt like he could talk better with people at the office, that he, he liked himself 
better on blow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it gets a bit scary, you know? Yeah, well, if you're like a naturally really shy person, mm-hmm. timid or something, that shit will make you come right out of your shell. And it's like you're a whole new person with like this this layer of confidence that you never had before. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's easier to talk to people or be more demanding or, or at work or like ask for what you what you what you believe you deserve or maybe to approach a woman or a man, you know, like on the streets. It's way easier. What's worse? Hanging out with someone who's really like an introvert doing a bit of cocaine and them them Ooh. coming out of their shell or somebody who's like a type A, kind of like me, loud anyway, doing cocaine? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. Well, either can be extremely annoying. It's hard to say which is worse. Like, it depends on what you can deal with, right? Because with the type A, they're just going to want to fight you. You know, if they're going to be loud. You say something wrong, they might just try and start a fight with you. The type B like the odd shy person, they're going to fucking pour their whole heart out to you. Like, you're going to be fucking, you know, like right. draped all like it's over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Either, uh, either way is not good, guys. You know what? I'd, I'd be afraid that I would be like so funny and like everything was just, I was so you were sharp better. You and were I better. was better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, you know what I got to do? I got to do like on a, if we have an important show, I got to do a little blow before the show yeah, just so well, I can like be on fire. I think if you have an addictive <laughs> personality, you should never even try it. Because it is so highly addictive. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, I think I do have like a slight addictive uh, personality. Well, I mean, I enjoy booze and I have to, you know, not, I have to say to myself, I'm not going to drink. Otherwise, I'll just drink every day. Mm -hmm. Not to like, I don't, I can stop. I can have like three drinks and that's enough. Mm -hmm. I don't need to keep going. So that's why I don't think I have a problem. But I I certainly, uh, you know, I don't know. It's a conscious choice I make. Because I would say my friend who, loved how it brought him out of his shell uh he's not an addictive type it's it's different right with alcohol it's more of a a downer you kind of get a little like drowsy or you know that buzz is it kind of makes you slur if you drink a little too much sloppy yeah Yeah. with with cocaine it's a different kind of thing if you if you keep it in check and you don't go fucking snow blind like you know hitting hollywood's constantly if you just like hit a line <laughs> snow blind yeah that might be the first time i've heard of that you don't have a full-on white out uh, yeah, 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 yeah i've heard of green outs but i guess white outs yeah, same thing right um y- you you can like because you're coming out of your personality you can maintain this like high level of whatever it is you're doing whether it's work ethic or whether it's talking with people like it's just it's bringing you to a whole new kind of level it's and it's you're not falling asleep while doing it you know mm. like you don't necessarily notice notice like this difference like oh i can't drive even though you probably shouldn't like you feel like you can feel you, sharper you feel sharper yeah yeah. So I feel some weed can do that though. Like sometimes I feel like I can be funnier and more connected depending on what kind of weed I've smoked. Yeah, I can definitely feel funnier, but so then sometimes I can feel like I'm just yammering on yeah. and rambling, and then I get really self conscious. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I, it's almost like my body takes an aside and I start looking around like a, I'm an observer. In a situation, and then I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! You're getting annoying." Like you know, it's almost like, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm like, "All right, this is where you're going to cross a line, or you're going to say something stupid, or Mm. you know, I'm being too argumentative, or whatever, or too sarcastic, and people aren't going to be able to handle that sort of cynicism and that brand of humor." 
Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then I'm like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Be funny to hear your internal dialogue, man. That's pretty much it. That's, that's pretty, like, every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, shit, I think I'm being annoying right now. I'm just going to dial it back a little bit. Because I'm loud anyway. Throw a, fu- a few drinks in me. Oh, fuck, you're so then loud. Then I'm like, I'm Bundes, even louder. This guy, he's so loud. It's just, and it's it's not like I'm loud. He's like, been shushed. everybody. But I'm like, I just speak with a loud voice. And I, th- I think it must have something to do with being on the radio. Like, I'm used you to. project. Well, I'd also, I'm used to hearing my voice through headphones. And so that when I'm speaking. Speaking in person, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to hear myself with my ears well. And so I'm like trying to, I don't know, I, I can't even say. Yeah, and it, I, a lot of people would say, well, it's the alcohol, because that's like one of the flagship signs that you're starting to get drunk. But with you, like I've been out for brunch with you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, having a coffee and the, the table next to us, I'm like, shh, keep it yeah, down, yeah, I know. man. Uh, I, and Remember I, that we were I, out to lunch right after we got fired from our last job and the guy at the table next to us was like, I couldn't help but overhear yeah, yeah. You yeah. guys were talking about uh, hiring lawyers. Uh, let me. Yeah. It's like I used to work in radio, and I got fired too. Like, yeah. yeah, he heard everything. He, yeah, but he was literally. It was one of those Toronto restaurants where the tables are like you have to scooch and decide if you're giving them the bum or the crotch as you get in. So That's he was true. probably two and a half feet away from us. But you don't know how to soft talk. Uh, yeah, but I'd have to talk like this. <laughs> this place, and it was brunch, so the music wasn't like blaring. Anyway. I can't wait to go for brunch again. Oh, my God. I was just thinking about that, man. When's the last time you were at Lady Marmalade? I love that place. Yeah, or a White there, Lily. There's God. a place that chose not to put a patio out because it's just too complicated and did take out. Can't wait to go back in there and Yeah, take out brunch for me just doesn't have the same. Uh, most of that food, I need to eat piping hot as soon as it comes out. I hear you. I did take out from them a couple times. Still damn good. I know. They're, they're great and they have, uh, yeah, I'll go back there. I'll support them a ton starting mm-hmm. this week, I guess, on uh, Friday Lily. morning maybe. Shout out to oh, those no. places. Yeah, I'll be going out of town on Friday morning. But yeah, soon, next week, we got to do a White Lily or Lady Marmalade brunch. Yeah, man. Oh, I just want to do it. Ooh, yeah. What's Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Goes on high pitch. <laughs> that might be my favorite Bundes catchphrase, even though it's not a catchphrase. It's becoming one. It's becoming one. And I don't want to be a memory I like this jam. This has got summer vibes all over it. Yeah, baby. Don't go anywhere. The Daily Take Two is coming up next. Talk to me, Trying to find the beauty in the letdown. Going through my text now. Trying to find the things I never said to prove a point. I'ma roll my feelings in the joint. Pieces of the story that got left that I checked out. Wish it was a wish it was a wish it was a phase. Nothing you could do. Tucker and Maura, you guys ready for some stories that are two days old? We got two day old stories. Why are we featuring two day old stories? Because <laughs> I'm just going through some stuff that I missed on Monday because we were off. Oh, fair. I, That's I, fair. You know, we haven't talked about it. You may not even know these stories, but they are in fact two days old. Okay. And, and by the way, these are on discount. Uh, these are <laughs> We're providing these stories for you at no charge whatsoever because we recognize that they are two days old. Black Widow had uh, the biggest opening since COVID happened. Yeah, the no, movie. Why am I hearing? Like, I remember two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> seeing people say that the movie 
sucks. I, Are oh, you I'm, guys seeing that? No. I okay. saw that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Well, does an audience score of 92% <laughs> tell you that the movie sucks? Oh, okay, I just saw some angry tweets then, I guess. I was um, like, oh, how could this movie suck? 92% how could of it people. Suck, possibly. L- yeah, the audience score 92%. Fast 9 has like an 80-something audience score. Ooh, no, good point. It? Good point, does Bundes. It? Yeah, it's garbage. Good point. Yeah. Nobody cares about what Marvel's doing right now anymore. It's done. It's done. It's done? It lit- no. <laughs> It isn't done. It's done. literally Marvel just had the done. biggest opening weekend since COVID started. I think they're pretty happy right now, Bundes. Done. Wow. Okay. Well, look, it made like $80 million in the box office, like for people going to theaters, which is a record. Plus, it was available for Disney Plus as subscribers if you were willing to pay an extra 30 bucks. which, by the way, I love this idea that you can pay like... You know, a lump sum like that to see a movie. To in your see a house. brand new movie. Like, I, yeah. I really hope this is one of those like things that happen during COVID that continue when COVID is like hopefully over if well, it's ever Martin over. Martin Scorsese wouldn't agree with you on I that know, one. I know. I know. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> Old people who just can't are set in their ways, can't move on, can't adapt, <laughs> can't evolve. You know, okay. I, look, it made an additional sixty million dollars through the streaming <gasps> service alone. It so did? it made almost as much. From streaming as it did in the movie theater, so combined, that's a lot of money right there. That's so I think I think it, it appeals to both people. People like me who want to be in the comfort of their own home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. like Bundes who want to go to the theater. Right. One more story? Yes. That's two days old? Expired almost, right? There's a little <laughs> br- blue uh, growing on the side. This yeah. story stinks. Okay, Bachelorette. Uh, Katie, who's the Bachelorette, Mm -hmm. challenged all the contestants on the show to do something that I think Bundes would be 100% behind. (laughs) She challenged all the contestants to not touch themselves. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Trying uh, to get the kundalini uh, fired up or whatever oh, it is. Uh, you know, the, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. She doesn't want anybody uh, involved in any self-pleasure because she wants them to be all like extra amped up for her. That's a lot of amped up energy. I know. Could One you place. <laughs> she got all those bros living together too? Aren't yeah. they all like living together? Oh, man. I mean, uh, look, I, I don't know if people had to sign contracts or anything. I haven't really been following this season of The Bachelorette, but I just thought I'd throw that out there, even though the story is two days old. <laughs> That's covering the old. It's all new moving forward. We get, we're caught right up. In. We're all caught now up. we're caught up. It's Tucker Amora. I want to see if you guys can guess um, what something's going to be called. Okay, let me tell you the story. Little Caesars, and I don't know if this is only in the U.S. or if this is going to be in Canada, too. Mm-hmm. But they're launching a new plant-based pepperoni pizza, which I think is great. <laughs> okay. For people who want to, you know, have a pepperoni pizza but are vegetarian. How can you have a pepperoni pizza with ve- like that's vegetarian? you got to get rid of the pepperonis. Mm. Well, no, they, they've got plant-based pepperoni. So it's oh. like a Beyond Meat burger. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I thought you meant like the, the, the bread or the cheese was somehow plant-based, no, no, not no. the pepperoni. No, okay, so gotcha. it's you got your regular pizza. Instead of putting regular pepperoni, they're putting plant-based pepperoni and they've actually named what the pizza will be called and i'm wondering if you could guess what they're gonna call it some people are ripping on it actually (sighs) is it is it like punny is it intentionally punny it's like they've tried to combine pepperoni Pepperoni and and, vegan and and plant-based products pepperoni the plant plantaroni Mora, 100% right. <laughs> you got it. Come on. Out of the game. I got it. 
Like, you are right there. I, did. I can't believe you did I it. I did it. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Yes. You get yourself a plantaroni pizza. <laughs> Come on. It's a great name. That is a great name, but some people are ripping on it. What's the problem? I don't know. <laughs> plantaroni. <laughs> plantaroni. I thought that's perfect. That's really good. Yeah. Huh? That, that, what? Yeah. What's the problem? I don't see what the problem is. I think uh, people like Bundus, who are hardcore pepperoni pizza fans, are just finding it like it's crossing into their territory a little too oh, much. Oh, yeah. Stuart just said yeah. more like pooperoni. <laughs> well, you see, he's obviously a guy who has no problem eating pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like plantaroni is just the wrong name. I, I feel like if you switched it and went like pepperant, it might be a little more appealing. Pepperant. pepperant. Like, you know, pepperoni plant. Pepperant. That one's terrible. (laughs) 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 Plantaroni. Plantaroni. It's adorable. It is cute. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why people are ripping on it. You say it under your breath. Someone thinks it's real pepperoni. They take a bite. They don't even know. Like, literally, the story I read says, good news for vegetarians. Little Caesars launched new plant-based pepperoni pizza. The bad news, it's called plantaroni pizza. But I honestly... Like, it's the perfect name. It is the perfect name. It's pretty stupid, guys. It's really (laughs) stupid. A restaurant in Manhattan has just smashed the Guinness World Record for the most expensive French fries on a menu in the entire world. Uh, This restaurant is called Serendipity 3. And this record-breaking side plate of fries will cost you $200. I bet you it's not worth it. I can almost guarantee mm. right now that would not be. But tell us about the two hundred dollar fries, so please. They are chipper beck potatoes. Who cares? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now what they do is they first blanch the taters in Don Perignon champagne. Then they are thrice cooked in pure goose fat flown in from Southwest France. Then we get into the truffles. You got your shaved truffles. You got two types of truffle cheese. You got your truffle salt. You got your oil and your truffle oil. And then you got your butter. And then for Bundus and his crew, before they bring it to the table, they sprinkle it with 23 carat edible gold dust. It's like Goldschlager, but the fry edition. Mm. Goldschlager is not that much more expensive than just buying any kind of like... Is it real golden Goldschlager? I believe it was. I I don't know. I I don't think think so. No? What do you think? It's fake gold? It's just little sparkles, but I don't know. So yeah, there you go. And then it comes with Mornay cheese sauce for dipping. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the truffles that are really expensive too. I had a friend who was on their honeymoon in Rome, and the waiter was like, would you like freshly shaved truffle with your pasta? And they said yes. <laughs> yeah. And How oh my more? God. Well, the, they started worrying about it when a guy came out from the kitchen carrying a briefcase. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he sets down the briefcase, doesn't open it yet, puts on white gloves. Puts on white gloves. Okay. Okay, Well, look, I've had Caesar salads where they came to your table with a whole cart and put it together with you. It wasn't obscene. (laughs) Then he opened the briefcase, 
took out the truffle and like with almost like a dance move shaved fresh truffle like over the plates and then the truffle was back in the briefcase before you even knew it it was a hundred euros per plate to add the shaved truffle on top it should almost be illegal for them to offer something without telling you what the price would be on that would you like some shaved truffles uh, should you choose this you should know that it is a hundred dollars a serving I, I, okay on my vacation uh, our vacation I guess I was out for uh, dinner with my brother yes. and his family and okay. uh, they have two kids and the kids were sitting on a separate table and uh, they had two types of fries you could get at this place mm-hmm. they had regular fries and they had truffle fries oh give me the truffle ones well th- it turns out the kids at the kids table when they ordered their fries they were asked if they wanted the regular ones or the truffle and they all chose the truffle fries <laughs> so what the hell your kids you don't can't tell I mean they're like between the ages of 12 and 15 yeah that and waiter truffle fries that waiter knew what he was doing he said yeah. you guys want the truffle Jesus. fries right did a guy come out with a briefcase no <laughs> and the difference in price was only three dollars but that made me mad I couldn't imagine if a briefcase guy came out it was like nine dollars for the regular fries or 12 for the truffle fries. And they all upordered? And they all were like, yeah, bring on the truffle fries. Vacation, you know? Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Adding truffle to anything is like insane. Insanely so pretentious. Good. So delicious. Guess what fries I had? The regular ones. You ordered the regular yeah. ones? When you could have the truffle? Yeah. I'll take the regular any day yeah. of the week. You, you take me to like a local hockey arena that you take your kids to play. Yeah. The French fries in that cardboard box that they make in that oh, local In the concession arena. stand? Yeah. yeah the best fries Can't you'll ever them. have. Yeah. Squirt some ketchup into that cardboard. Yeah. It gets all soggy. Yeah. yeah. Plastic fork? Don't mind if I do. (laughs) I just realized I left out a crucial part of my truffle story. Okay. I was talking about the truffles. The $200 truffle fries? Yes. Okay. Apparently those fries are out of this world. And when I was telling you about my friend who was in Rome and asked... The waiter said, would you like truffles on your pasta? Yeah, yeah. And it, he didn't know it was going to be 100 euros. And the guy came out with the briefcase and there was a truffle in a briefcase. I mean, great story. Almost worth 150 <laughs> Canadian, whatever that translates into. He put on white gloves. Yeah, to like, yeah, yeah, It was yeah. a whole presentation. I mean, they had a guy there who was just on the truffle. Yeah, well, some restaurants have pepper guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> or pepper girl. They just come around with yeah. a giant pepper grinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this was truffle guy. Yeah, yeah. So what's he the... said after, he said the addition of the truffle was mind blowing and worth every penny. Really? He recommended the restaurant. He's like, if you go, ask for truffle guy to come to your table. So that's like, you're talking about a $600 dinner there, probably when all is done. Yes. He was on his honeymoon. You yeah, know, but he's a, like, if I was in Rome again. Yeah, he'd do it again. He would do it again. Is this guy uh, pretty rich? What are you talking about? He's just about a regular here? guy. Yeah, who, regular guy, who regular has job. A, a sophisticated palate. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care for it. I mean, it's fine. It just doesn't, it's not worth extra money. Really? Bunnis agrees. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of truffle either. I don't I don't get the okay. deal. I don't get the special. Bunnis hot date. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> you you are a man who likes to like go out with a wad of cash. You sure. like to put on a show sometimes. Sure. Uh, the waiter comes around and asks if you want the upgrade to truffle fries. Now, let's just say it was like uh, a 
15 20 upgrade or something on a date when you're trying to show and like or impress you yeah. don't you're not going to be like no it's not worth it if she wants it she could have it for sure are you gonna get it though for yours no because i don't like the taste what if you thought she might think more of you <laughs> because i was a, a little weenish and i had trouble flakes on my fries <laughs> I've literally uh, gone into a store mm-hmm. and like a specialty food store and bought a truffle in a jar so that we could shave our own little pieces of truffle yeah. onto everything we eat. What does it look like? It's like a cross between a mushroom and a garlic clove. And then you put it in a jar and you leave it on like a bed of rice and it kind of like makes it, keeps the moisture uh, levels proper. And is it it so expensive that if you have a little bit of your hands, it's like cocaine, you have to ram (laughs) your hands in your mouth and like rub them all over your gums in order to get that flavor? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm imagining. Um, You're watching movies where people do a coke and they're like... (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's, It's almost like too potent. Like when the lid is off the jar, it's like... Like the truffle stink is intense. And then if you get it on your hands, like it's a, it's almost too much, even for somebody who likes truffles. Not, not going to lie. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Yeah. Kind of looks like a dog poo. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Adam says, Tucker, don't trifle with the truffle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. It's good, What baby. does that even mean? Wait, don't trifle with the truffle? Don't be, don't be, yeah, don't be dissing on it? Don't be dissing the okay, truffle, baby. Yeah, right. You don't know what you're talking about, okay, man. Adam. Adam and me, we're like truffle buddies. Do you remember what you had to pay for that thing in a jar? I think it was like, okay, so it's probably like the size of a quarter, you know? Yeah, but a ball, right? But a ball. Yeah, yeah. So like a ping pong ball? It's probably like $75. What? <laughs> yeah. You got holes, bro. And how, how long? <laughs> you got holes, <laughs> man. That stuff is in the ground for free. <laughs> Just go find your own. <laughs> I don't know even where I would go to buy one, but I'm pretty sure if I went there to buy one, yes. I would be annoyed with everybody I was in line with. <laughs> you here for the truffle? <laughs> It's Tucker Amora. If you could bring anything back from the 1990s, what would it be? I can tell you what Vanilla Ice would bring back. (laughs) He was just doing an interview. Himself? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actually, isn't Vanilla Ice doing just fine? Doing all like the home reno stuff? He's doing great, yeah. Yeah, like I don't think he needs his music career anymore. He's very smart with his money. I sit back with my brand new invention. You know, unlike MC Hammer, who I think blew it all, didn't he? On, like, gold faucets and stuff. He built, like, a crazy mansion. Okay, so Vanilla Ice, what he wants to bring back for the 1990s, he said he'd bring Blockbuster Video back. <laughs> I, I think, there, isn't there, like, one or two in North America or just one left that's still in existence oh and they have the sign-up and everything? And, and he says, like... It was about like getting out of your house. Yeah. And, you know, making an adventure of going to the video store. Well, and, even like, when you want. At the backs of movies. Yes. Even when you wanted to stay in, it was still, you were still going out. And that was a thing. You know, you go, you'd get the little bag of popcorn and you walk around and you pick out your movie. You pick out a couple. You probably didn't even have time to watch all those movies you grabbed. 
And you'd probably fall asleep knowing you, Tucker, before the oh, end of yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. You, it was more about the experience, about picking out that movie. If you guys could bring back something from the 1990s, Bundus? Uh, I got to go Ring Pops, Tucker. Ring pops, yeah. Oh, like the candy, like the candy ring pop on the little plastic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Why? One size fits all. <laughs> they were an amazing treat. They were always on your hand. You know, you like, how old were you? Uh, I guess you, you're like you're not talking about being a teenager. It wasn't like you were some adult with a ring pop on. No, I would have been like in grade school. You know, grade five. Can't you still get old. those? Yeah, of course. I think you can get like a three pack at Dollarama for like a buck fifty or something. Oh my my kids loved ring pops for the longest time. <laughs> but in terms of lollipops, it's not a great one. There's like a hundred other ones I'd rather have. I'd rather have a Chupa Chup. I'd rather have like a Tootsie Pop. I'd I rather have the dry ones that like almost are chalky, whatever those are called. I think like the Ring Pop became like a rave uh, thing too, didn't it? Like people great, would great soother. Yeah, yeah. yeah people yeah, would bring yeah. them to the club. Yeah, yeah. So you don't and have like, it in their mouth. Chew your cheek off. You use the oh, really? Pop in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I would have to say McDonald's pizza. You know, oh my as God. a kid, I loved yes. the McDonald's pizza, and uh, that's something that doesn't exist that you can't get today that I'd love to see. Although I think there might be one or two locations in the U.S. that have it as a novelty item, and someone's going to text us and say, all you got to do is drive to, like, <laughs> you know, Kentucky, and they go get a pizza there. You know how I keep nothing, like, from my childhood? I throw yearbooks away and everything like that. Yeah, you have so, zero nostalgia. No nostalgia. Yeah. One thing I did keep from my childhood, which I am so happy I did, is a 1990s Walkman. Yeah, cassette we have one player, around our house. Yeah. Clip it on the old belt, yeah. pop in a cassette with the fuzzy headsets, you know? Yeah. Still got it, still love it. You know what I really do miss from the 90s? I, I miss making mixtapes, like listening to the yeah. radio and like waiting for your favorite song and then recording that song on yeah. tape and then kind of, you know, making your mixtape. And getting so angry when the DJ was talking. <laughs> I know when I was a diehard, when I was a diehard Our Lady Peace fan, they had this new song, and the only way to get the new song before the album came out was to tape it off the radio. Yeah. and so I had it on a tape, but I had the stupid DJ talking at the very end. It was like Our Lady Peace would be wrapping it up, and it'd be like, "It's Marty Labonte." Show up, I'd be like, "Damn, Marty, why'd you have to talk? You just Shut ruined up. the song, Marty." Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I 100 percent agree with you. Tucker Amora, this is a question we're asking. What would you like to bring back from the 1990s? Edka texted us. She says, do you remember those 90s rave baby pacifier charm necklaces? They're like a little pa- pacifier. Yeah, I remember that for sure. <laughs> I, I remember that more than I remember people using those like candy uh, ring pops. Yeah, but you would still pop them in your mouth and leave them around your neck. It's pretty gross. Uh, we got a text from the 905 mod robes, which, by the way, are back. Are they not back? Yeah, the pa- the pants. The pants. Oh, speaking of, do you remember tearaways? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember tearaways. Never owned a pair of tearaways. Oh, Never we, was into it. You had to watch out if you were wearing tearaways at school because somebody was going to come pants by. You. <laughs> tear them away. They would tear away. It was always funny. It was because you could really get them going. You could just. Pull them right off. Kind of like if you had a pair of sweatpants you might wear to school, but you had lost the drawstring, right? That was always like Russian roulette, (laughs) wearing those to school, Uh knowing that someone could just be like, pantsing you in a second. (laughs) Uh, Cole, what would you want to bring back from the 1990s? 
I want to bring back Roller Garden. Okay, so that's a little before my time, I think. I think that's more of like a 70s thing, isn't it? But what are are we talking about? Like Roller Gardens, we used to rollerblade there. I'm only 28, and I used to go there all the time and rollerblade. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of like roller skating, and they used to have, like in movies, you see those tracks where people are just going around in circles. Did they have that for rollerblades? Yeah, they had it in rollerblades, roller skates, anything you wanted. And it's like a DJ, and it's basically like a dance while rollerblading. It's a dance party, Kind of like the perfect thing to do when you're 17 and you're kind of at that age where either you go bowling, you go to a fast food restaurant, a movie, (laughs) or I guess the roller garden. Uh, Yeah, the roller gardens was awesome. That was my jam. That's where I went. (laughs) Was that the name of the place, too? Yeah, it was called Roller Gardens. I believe it was in Hamilton, too. Okay. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I, I feel like that is something that could come back, you I know? I think there are some places that still do it, you know? Like, I have a friend who once in a while is, like, in some sort of vintage uh place like that, yeah. you know, where you can still rent skates and go. We have an outdoor hockey pad in our neighborhood that obviously has no ice through most of the year, and uh, I'll see people out there on roller skates, like old-school four-wheel roller skates. <laughs> cool. Cole, thanks for coming on with us. No problem. Maddie says uh, she would definitely bring back the Spice Girls, and they are coming back. Aren't they going on the road? Didn't we just hear that? They're going on tour again or something I think like they were that? Yeah. recording a new album, oh too, or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. A lot of people bringing up the pizza from McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about, like, underage dance clubs? Oh, all ages. <laughs> all ages clubs. Well, not even all ages. I Didn't didn't they have them for, like, where you had to be under 19 or something? Uh, I think they were all... It was called all ages, but nobody above the age of 19 would be caught yeah, yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would yeah. you go there, right? Yeah. What? You're not serving booze? Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> we had one in the West Island of Montreal when I was growing up, but uh, I think we only went once. It just felt a little too like we were going to get a asses kicked there like people were there just to maybe have a good old fight or something <laughs> bundes's crew yeah that would probably bundes's crew would have been looking to beat up my crew <laughs> it's tucker and mora in the morning energy 95.3 hi it's shauna and i might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables hey it's ryan and i might be a bad parent because i went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.